Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A dream is made real. Ricky Hatton rocks the world. How do you like it? How do you like it? I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. It's over. Mamma mia. He's done it. Anthony Joshua defeats Vladimir Klitschko. Uh. Welcome back, fight fans, to another BTR Boxing Podcast episode. And uh, it's a little short one again. It's just to react to the news that this past week, Luke Campbell, at the age of 33, has decided to retire from professional boxing. And we thought, why not react to something like this? Why not give you guys our thoughts and opinions uh, in a little short clip and a little short video for YouTube uh, and a short audio version, just to really recap on Luke Campbell's career, really. I mean, we could do something on career profiles now he's retired you know later on down the line we could do some more stuff on uh, Luke Campbell but I think immediately in the aftermath of him retiring I was quite I was quite shocked if I'm being honest with you because I still felt like he had another world title tilt in him perfectly honest with you I mean the last fight we seen of his was at the start of the year against Ryan Garcia when he uh, when he dropped Ryan Garcia for the first time in Garcia's career and then Obviously, Garcia came back and was uh, was quite phenomenal. Really, he, he adapted to Luke Campbell and he and he beat Luke Campbell in in that particular fight by uh, by a TKO. But I suppose for us, you know, looking back on Luke Campbell's career, you've got to remember that this guy was an Olympic gold medalist in London 2012. So all the hopes were pinned on him to go on to become a world champion. And I always have that sort of nagging feeling about Luke where I always feel like he was one of them ones that should have been a world champion and you know when we do our episodes and you guys listen to them and we always talk about best British boxers to never win a world title Luke Campbell's going to be in that category unfortunately now and he's probably one of if not the most (laughs) talented out of all of them guys that have never gone on to win a world title and it's such a shame it really is such a shame but and here's the but from my perspective Johnston he challenged himself against the best of 
his era, the best of his divisions. Vasily Lomachenko, he tested himself against the Matrix. He tested himself against Jorge Linares, even though his dad had passed away two weeks prior to that fight and the poor lad was suffering with all sorts of anxiety and depression and panic attacks in the lead up to the Linares fight and he was so close. He was so close in that Linares fight. So I do really feel for him and I can't fault him for, for doing his best and trying so hard and being so close to winning a world title but yet just being pipped at the post by Jorge Linares and, and being outworked by Vasil Lomachenko and then the young gun in Ryan Garcia. I mean... Wow, they were they were three of his his biggest fights. But let's not forget like what he has done in his career: the fights with Derry Matthews, the fights with Tommy Coyle up in Hall, and you know the the the, the two fights with Ivan Mendy of all people. You know, Luke's career for me uh, has been has been brilliant. A little bit underwhelming not to win the world title, but I've enjoyed watching his roller coaster ride. Yeah, same. I mean, I was actually watching um, the boxing roundup. Um, the other day when he was on he was on BBC um on the BBC and he was talking with I think it was Hazel um I can't think who else there was there um but yeah and he threw out there that he's um he's gonna retire um and it was a bit wow okay um I wasn't expecting it I knew when they said it was gonna be announced and I sort of thought oh god yeah I'm, I'm guessing he probably is um so yeah I was a bit shocked by it because as you say you know he, you know he Okay, you know he's in his thirties. What is he? Did you say was he's thirty three or something? 33, like that, yeah, he? yeah, thirty three. So he still, I still felt like he had a little bit uh, something to offer. I mean, we we assumed that Ryan Garcia would defeat him. Oh, I say that we 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 went with our head, uh, no, we went with our heart a little bit too much when we were trying to pick the winner of that fight, yeah. and we did think that Luke was going to do it um, just because of his experience. And when he knocked him down, I was on my feet because I really thought he's really he's going to do it. I mean he. It's unbelievable, but uh, Garcia came through obviously and, and prevailed in that on that night. So uh, again, sometimes you know you do go with your heart with these guys. I just felt that it was time for Luke. Um, and then, as you say, I mean, the Lomachenko fight at the O2, um, he, he put in a fine performance that night. He was just too good, Lomachenko. And obviously, Jorge Linares again after losing his, you know, his dad and, and having to come through that. Uh, gets knocked down, fights on his first title stint, and it was he, he pushed him all the way. Linares, you know, top top fighter at the time in 2017, one of the best uh, pound for pounders around at the time, put in a great performance. Um, and then obviously the Mendy fight, the first the first one in 2015, yeah. I was actually at at the um, O2. Uh, that was the same night that uh, Dillian White and uh, Anthony Joshua fought. And yeah, I was shocked that he lost that fight. Uh, Mendy was all wrong for him in so many ways, but he did recover from that, goes on and, and gets the win, and then obviously loses out against Garcia and Lamachenko. So I'm gutted for him. You know, Olympic gold medalist, had the, the gold telephone box uh, painted uh, near his St. Paul's Boxing Club in Hull, um, commemorating what Campbell's done and that gold in, in 2012. And as you say, I was I, I really felt that he was going to go on to win a world title. And he is. He's going to go down now as one of those fighters that unfortunately had great ability, great talent, um, but he was unable to fulfil his ambition of becoming a world champion. Uh, it's a shame, but you look at it, Linares and Lamachenko on top of their form at that time is always going to be difficult. And then you, you get the young gun in Ryan Garcia. So it's a bit unfortunate for Luke. It's just at that time, in, in such a tough division, he was never going to really do it, unfortunately. 
what can you say? Um, sad to see that he's actually hung up the gloves. But, you know, 33, I suppose he's decided, you know what, he wants to look after his kids. I think he said he wants to yeah. be a dad. He don't want to be going off on these long training excursions and getting himself ready for fights. So that's off to him. Uh, good luck for the future. And hopefully I'm sure we'll see him back on telly uh, predicting some fights, analysing fights at some point because he's quite articulate, isn't he, Luke? So, uh, yeah. I think when you look at his career, I think he surprisingly never fought for the British title. He never won the British title. He won the Commonwealth title. Didn't go that way, did he? No, no he didn't. Yeah. He didn't go down that route because obviously when he signed with Eddie Hearn after the Olympics, I think Eddie Hearn knew he was always going to go on to fight for world titles and this is what he eventually did. But I was just surprised that, you know, throughout his career, he's never had the British title, the, the Lord Lonsdale belt. It's, you know, in the UK, it's very coveted. It's it's something that, you know, is <laughs> it's quite treasured as, as a professional fighter in the UK. The British title is always the way to go. You know, British title, the European, then the world. That's kind of the traditional route to go. But Luke Campbell didn't do that. You know, they were throwing him in and, and putting him in for, like, you know, the Commonwealth title. And they had the uh, WBC International Lightweight title. And they've got the, yeah. the silver titles and all the rest of them. You know, the titles that we hate. You know, they, he put, they put him in for all them to get him into the rankings straight away. And then, obviously, put him in to, to go for, you know, the, the world titles. When he fought Jorge Linares, it was for the WBA world lightweight title and the WBC diamond lightweight title when he fought Jorge Leonares. When he fought Vasyl Lomachenko, it was for the WBC, the vacant title. It was for the WBA, the WBO. And then when he fought Garcia, it was for the WBC interim lightweight title. And I just think he's... um, you know, when I look back on his career there, and I'm, I'm just, as I'm talking, I'm scrolling through box rack and looking at his career, and I'm thinking to myself, yeah, he's... I, I just sort of have the feeling of underachievement. And I hate to say it because, yeah. you know, I honestly thought he would become a world champion. But then, has he underachieved? He wanted to win an Olympic gold medal. He did that. He said that's what he wanted to do in his career. And everything that came after that was a bonus. So really, in his mind, he's achieved what he wanted to achieve. He nearly got there to the world title, but just fell short. And yeah, he does fall into that category of probably the best fighter to never win a world title. British fighter, that is. And it's a shame. It's a shame he's retired, but I, you know, fair play to him. He's obviously got enough money. He's obviously set for life with what he's done in his career so far. And fair play to him for making the right call at the right time for, for his life and his family. But yeah, I just thought it'd be good for us to, to, to mention it and react to it because, you know, this type of news is, for, for us as British Fire fans, it's disappointing because, you know, this is a guy who probably, you know, could he have come back and, and won a British title and maybe had that on his on his resume before he retired. Well, clearly he didn't have any intention. He wasn't He wasn't in it for that. Yeah. He was clearly in it to go straight to the top, and he tried, and he wasn't able to get there. And I think we should be very proud of him. As British fight fans, as British-based podcasters, we should be very proud of what he has done for, for British boxing as a whole. He was part of that 2012 team. You know, he's done a lot for his home city of Hull. Massively, massively put Hull on the map in the UK in terms of boxing. Uh, you know, they had the big fight up there in Hull with Tommy Coyle. That was one of the highlights of his career, really. You know, having that big fight up there. And I think that was... Yeah. Um, it was I think it was good, it was good for then. him. Yeah, I think it was good. I think it was good what he's done in that respect for boxing. And he's, he's boxed on some of the biggest cards in the UK, let's be honest. The Anthony Joshua cards that have been here. Uh, for me, he's, he's slightly underachieved as to what I think his skill level is and was. But 
then again, having said that, he won an Olympic gold medal and sometimes that's all a boxer can ever want to go on to achieve in his life. So I'm really happy to have witnessed his career. He retires as uh, 20 and 4, 16 by way of knockout with one knockout loss. Uh, and that one knockout loss was actually to Ryan Garcia in January. So you'll never been stopped once in his career. But fair play to him, man. He's, uh, he's done, what, 24 fights in his career. He won the Commonwealth title. He's fought for the world title on or versions of the world title on three separate occasions. Uh, he's tried himself against the best, and I think he's a credit to the sport. I've been very proud and privileged to watch him. Yeah, just just to, to touch on that, I mean, the fact that, I mean, the, the gold medal in 2012, he even said it was the highlight of his career. It's the biggest achievement, and he said it, the pro game was just um, after that, and it was just something extra, and if he got anything from that, that was great, but he was never, he reckoned it would never surpass that gold medal that he won in the, in the Olympics. I mean, he's a world champ, well, world champ, silver at world champs in 2011, gold medalist in the European Championships in 28. I mean, he has a, it was a highly decorated amateur, fantastic amateur career. And then obviously when you look at it, I mean, it's, he was in such a tough weight. When you look at Lomachenko and how dominant he was uh, with, with those titles for a good few years. And then you had Jorge Linares, who was on the other side to that, who was dominant. He was sort of held on to his belt for a long time. So, you know, he had to topple one of those. In the end, obviously, Tiafino and Lopez comes in, beats Lomachenko, and then everyone sort of starts looking at the youngsters. You're looking at Haney, and then you're looking at Garcia. So now he's in a situation where now Lomachenko might be on a slide slightly, and Linares clearly is. It's like, oh, I'm going to have to now try and beat, you know, Lopez, uh, mm-hmm. take on Garcia again and Haney. It's like, it's just, I think it's just, he looked at that and thought, yeah, I've just been unfortunate to be in this lightweight division. And I think that's the one thing I will say why I think he's not that much of an underachiever when you actually look at what was in his division. You know, if he was in another division where it's had less depth or less of one guy with just being in fantastic, you know, holding all these titles, like a Lomachenko, uh, just it, it makes it. It's just one of those things, you know. As I say, if he'd have gone up, maybe he could have gone up, maybe because he was quite tall. I thought he was going to progress into a, you know, into the welterweight division even. Um, but it didn't. I don't know why he didn't do that. Maybe he was just comfortable at lightweight and he stayed there. Um, yeah, unfortunate. It, it really is when you look at it because of the, the talent that was in his division. Um, as I say, if he was in another one and there was less talent, he could have won a world title. But would that? You know, it's weird, isn't it? It's funny how you look at things sometimes. But, uh, yeah, it's sad, isn't it? But, yeah, good luck to Luke, though. Good luck with your future, mate. So, that's it. Luke Campbell officially retires at the age of 33 with a record of 20-4, and 16 by way of knockout. We thoroughly enjoyed watching him as British fight fans. We've enjoyed the ecstasy and agony on different nights with Luke Campbell, and it's been a pleasure and privilege to cover his career in different big fight previews. So, thank you to Luke, of course, for giving us all these fantastic nights, and I hope you guys that are listening and watching, you do feel the same, and if you've got any thoughts, leave a comment in the YouTube comments. Please leave us a comment on social media at BTR Boxing Pod on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Make sure you do subscribe to the youtube channel leave any comments you want to leave about what luke campbell's career meant to you or what he could have done or whether he just wasn't good enough please do drop them comments in there and don't forget to subscribe before you leave fight fans as a pleasure as always to come to you thanks for listening and we'll see you next time
Social Podcast Network. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.